Welcome to Raw, Rebelliously Authentic Worship, where we throw religion out the window. And today we are going to talk about grief and putting one foot in front of the other. Hey, Jess. Hey, Marky. So I have a quote from Zig Ziglar I'd like to read. Okay. Is that cool? That's cool. All right. If there were no love, there'd be no grief. Hmm. It's true. Ah, ditto. Jake, show me a Coke. (laughs) Now you got to say my name three times or I can't finish this podcast. Uh, Nope. (laughs) We're in trouble, guys. All right, forget her. Okay. Um, Anyway, if there were no love, there'd be no grief. It's definitely true. Yeah. Have you ever thought about it in the reverse, though? Hmm. If there were no grief, Hmm. there'd be no love, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked a little bit about that in the episode before. Yeah. Yeah. That in order, if you're not going through, you're not being who you are and you can't love. Absolutely. Yeah. I did say absolutely. Yeah, you did. Um, so, <laughs> but when we don't allow grief, yeah. there is no love. Yeah. There's no room to acknowledge or empathize with others who are suffering, right? Yeah, no. So you're not capable of loving people walking through grief if you've never spent the time to grieve. Yeah. Not absolutely not. And, and I don't even know if you're capable of loving people period. I mean, I mean, I don't, I, I hate to put a period, but it's like maybe a comma because it, I hear you. You see what I mean? Like if you've not walked through and you're trying to go around, you're, you're, there's not room for that. Well, I think, and you're stuffing. I think what, yeah, I think what happens here is, is we've gone beyond just not traveling through. Yeah. And we've started stuffing stuff down, right? Because I mean, if you think back to when we're talking about capacity with the boundaries episode, um, you know, it doesn't matter how much you don't want it to. Yeah. The, the struggle with the grief is going to build up inside of you. Yeah. So if you're not processing it and moving through it, yeah. then it will continue to build up. And it will yeah. be a lot like Shane said in that highway that you're just going to end up in a collision. Yeah. So it's really so much easier. Here we go. Metaphors. <laughs> I love them. It's so much easier to love people on a winding country back road where we can open the window and wave at people yeah. than it is if we're honking our horns on a highway and stuck in traffic, much more likely to have a collision, right? Yeah. And so I think that's why, you know, it's hard to love at all if you haven't grieved. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean if grief hasn't come to you that you can't love. No. Because I'm sure we do have a few listeners who haven't suffered grief. Yeah. Um, That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is if grief has smacked you in the face and life can't go on till you walk through it and you chose to sidestep it, then you you probably are going to struggle to love. Yeah. And if you haven't had that phone call or that situation, guys, if you're living and breathing life, we all die. (laughs) I mean, that's not a secret. That's not, um, maybe not be something you want to think about. I actually don't like to think about it, but we do. And so that is part of life and, and, and that could hit you in the face, um, at some point. So I'm not saying turn this podcast off. I think you should listen. Absolutely. And I think that goes right back to what I shared last episode. Um, the, the quote that says, in a culture where death is denied, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Ignored or avoided, where grief is often minimized, and where moving on or getting over it gets rewarded as signs of good coping and strength, slowing down and feeling it all is a revolution. Yeah. I think that was worth repeating for yeah. this episode. I think so, too. But anyway, have you seen that movie Up? Oh, my gosh. I love the movie Up. Okay. So the movie Up made me cry. Yeah. Pre-tragedy. Mm-hmm. I have not watched it since. You know what? I haven't either. Um, Honestly... I mean, I don't know that I necessarily need to. Yeah. I mean, I will at some point, I'm sure. But I don't know that I necessarily, like, I don't have, I don't have that feeling like I need to go watch it. (laughs) Um, But it is, it is relevant to what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, So if we think about the characters in this movie, we've got Carl and Ellie, right? Yeah. And Ellie is really only part of the movie for a very short period of time. Very short, yeah. Yet at the same time, her character is completely, like, without it, there would be no movie. Right. Right. (laughs) So Carl and Ellie get married and they have the marriage and then they want to have babies um, and they don't really talk about what it is, but something happens that they, that they don't have kids. Right. Right. And so that must've been a stopping point in their life, a grief. Right. Yeah. And so it seems like they probably went through that valley pretty well together because you see them kind of comforting each other. And then 
Carl suggests, hey, let's go on an adventure. Yeah. Right? And so they have this beautiful adventure pictured. And again, we don't necessarily see what the whole adventure was going to be. Right. But we know that they were saving up money for it. Right. And they're saving up money and all of a sudden a tire gets blown. So they like smash the money jar and they're like, oh, we got to use this money on a tire. Yeah. Um, And then I think his, is his leg in a cast? I think so, if I remember correctly. So his leg gets in a cast, so they have to use the money again. So over and over and over again, they keep putting off this dream. But yet they must be doing this grief journey well, because you can see how well they're loving each other through this. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're old and Carl's like, you know what? Today's the day. We are going to go on this adventure, right? Yeah. And he goes and buys the tickets and he prov- he gets a whole like picnic lunch together and he's going to tell her about it. Yeah. And she doesn't make it up the hill. Yeah. We never find out what happens to her, but yeah. she's in the hospital and then she's dead. Right. She's dead. And so now he has more grief. Yeah. And what's crazy about everything that I just told you is I think it happens in less than a minute. Yeah. Because it's really just like. Yeah. Like kind of like showing you glimpses. Yeah. yeah. And like the baby pictures are in the sky and the yeah. clouds and stuff like that. Um, but what happens is Carl hits that second grief roadblock or maybe it's more than second. I don't know. But this big grief roadblock of being a widower. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to decide to walk through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Again, no way to know that for sure. All I know is that by the time the movie starts, he is a grumpy old yeah. man. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I think like the guys were making too much noise and he's like quiet down or yeah. I don't even remember. He's like, just a yelling. grumpy, grumpy yeah. old man. And the funny thing about that is he started out as like a man who loved kids. Like I yeah. remember lots of balloons and stuff like that. Yeah. So he chose not to walk through the grief and he became a grumpy old man. Yeah. Um. And he decides he's going to go on his adventure anyway. Um, I think something happens that they're like building like a development. Right. And they needed to take him out of the house and he wouldn't get out of the house. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, a million balloons come out of the top of his house. Yeah. And his house lifts off of its foundation and flies away. Yeah. And he goes on this this journey. Um, But not before a little boy uh-huh. named Russell steps on his front porch yeah. and knocks on his door and he's trying to finish a badge. Right. And yeah. I can see this cute little kid's face. He's like, hi, sir. Do you need help with something today? <laughs> and, and Carl's like, no, get lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. And he closes the door. So all of a sudden the balloons are taking the house away and there's a knock on his door. So he's in like the middle of the air. <laughs> and and, and the kid's still there. on his front yeah. porch. Yeah. The kid's still on his front porch. Yeah. So, Carl is not a bad person. No. And so he's essentially obligated to save this child from falling off the porch to his death and bring him inside the house. Right. So then the journey really becomes um, Carl and Russell going on a journey. Yeah. And what's really cool is we see as this movie progresses, Carl's heart softens. Yeah. Yeah. And we find out that Russell is suffering too. Yeah. Um, he has a father who's not in the picture and I don't really know if we even ever find out why his father is not in the picture. All we know is that his father is not in the picture. Yeah. So by the end of the movie, as I'm getting like chills and goosebumps, it's so silly. It's such a, (laughs) it's such a kid's movie, but it's awesome. Right. Yeah. By the end of the movie, Carl has let Russell in to the point where he ends up being the one to pin Russell's last badge. Yeah. Yeah. On his thing. Yeah. Right. Um, but so this is really relevant to what we're talking about today because we're just kind of talking about, hey, how do we get through grief? Yeah. So last week we said, listen, you have to go through it. Yeah. And this week we're saying this is how you go through it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so it is kind of in a picture of, of this movie, um, how to do it. Yeah. And, and, and he... He was stuck in grief and, and he actually had to let someone in, right? Yeah, he's and, forced. Yeah. I think I see a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people walk through grief and they don't let anyone in and they make that choice. And again, we talked about the through last week and they want to try to go around. And then if they decide to go through, they're going to try to do it by themselves. Right. Like they don't need anyone else. I don't need help. That takes us right back to Psalm 23, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of grief, I will feel no evil, for you are with 
me. Yeah. You can't do it by yourself. No. Sorry, continue. No, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, he was in the movie up, he was forced. He yes. was forced to have someone like it was like, okay, don't let this kid die, right? So <laughs> I have to bring him in. I know I'm a grump, but I'll go from grump to murderer. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the dog. The dog was my favorite in the movie. But um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I think that you have to you have to let people in. And we talked a lot about in the other podcast about people say the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also important to let people say the wrong things. We said that, but that person, so if you're walking through grief, grief, you can't walk into your room, close the door and hide. And <laughs> for forever, <laughs> I right? Just, I just totally gave her a look because forever. I, I told you all that December was bad for me. And there was a night where I said, I'm in my room. I texted her. I'm like, I'm in my room to save everybody else. That's pretty much what I said. <laughs> Sometimes like, you can hide, but you can't like, <laughs> that's not where you can stay. I know. I yeah. was just, I was, well, in part, it's good for people to know that there are moments where you have to step back. Yeah. You just can't stay there. Again, make room for it. Don't park in it. Right. Right. And you have to let people in. And, and if you're, if you're one of the people that they've let in, it's not your job to fix them. I think right. that's important to say that it's not your job to fix them. It's your job to love them yeah. and love them where they are yep. and don't let them get stuck. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So as we're walking through this journey, yeah, I've noted like there's, there's multiple different people who have been part of this journey. Right. Yeah. Um, but of the people who have also been through grief yeah. and and this specific time I'm going to say who have lost loved ones. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to even go more specific and say of the people who have lost kids. Yeah. Cause we did discuss in the last podcast that, I mean, all grief is different, right? Right. Um, the grieving that I do for my mom is completely different than the grief that I do for my kids. Yeah. And so if you've lost a parent, you probably can't, you probably can relate on some surface level to grief, but not to the loss of a child right? and vice versa. Like it's not the same thing. Right. Right. Um, So anyway, but to take it one step further, there are people who have lost children who we've come across on this journey. Right. Yeah. I said that club that I didn't know existed. Right. But now I'm grateful that that club is there. Right. Right. So there are some people who have walked with who have, who have met up with that, um, have also lost a child who our grief, like, because it's so close, like kind of smacked them in the face a little bit. Mm. Like, you know, all of a sudden you're walking through Mm -hmm. and then somebody else has suffered the same thing as you. Yeah. Um, and it becomes like a huge, I don't even know what you call it. Like it's going to drag you back into your own grief. Yeah. There's no way for it not to. Yeah. Um, I've spent a lot of time talking to multiple people recently who have lost homes in fires. Mm-hmm. And every time I have those conversations, I get drugged back there. Yeah. Um, and I revisit those things, but yeah. every time I revisit them, I remember them with less pain. Mm-hmm. Remember as we discussed at the end of the last episode. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so some people that I come across, um, our, our grief kind of stops them in their tracks and brings them back. But if they haven't been walking through that valley, it's going to totally like, it's almost going to be like hitting a brick wall yeah. and you're not going to be able to get forward. Yeah. Like, it's not like, ouch, that hurt. It's like, boom, you know, I'm down. Yeah. Um, and then they have the choice. Okay. Now am I going to face this brick wall? Yeah. Or am I going to decide to walk around that too? Yeah. So like you said in the, the previous episode, it doesn't end. Right. <laughs> Grief doesn't end. There's not an end date right. until you're with Jesus. That That yes. is the end date. Right? But there's that not- That will be the best day. Yeah. But there's not one on this earth. There's not right. an end date on this earth. And so it, it is going to circle back. And there are going to be triggers and things that you face. Um, and you'll have to continually decide the path you're going to take. Yeah. Am I going to walk through? Or am I going to avoid right. and walk around? It's a continual decision. Right. And so as, as we've said, if people have hit that grief and decided to to not face it, yeah, um, they're going to not be able to love me where I'm at right now. It's yeah. not possible. No. They, they, can't, they can't love me well where I'm at if they haven't walked it. No. If they're walking it at the same time as me, that's possible. Yeah. But if they're if they're refusing to go through it, it, if they're yeah. avoiding it, they can't they can't love me where I'm at. No. So there are people that we've had Because they want you to avoid it. Sorry. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> there are people that we've had. <laughs> but there are people that we've had to part ways with. Yeah. Because it's not possible for us to love 
for them to love us where we're at, no matter how much they want to. Yeah. There are very, very well-meaning people who desire to love us where we are at, who are incapable of doing so because when they were faced with something similar, chose not to. Yeah. Chose yeah. not to do it. Yeah. Um, anyway, but there are others. Yeah. That club that I told you that I'm so grateful that it existed, that I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Carlos and I have become very close with another family who have walked out something similar. Yeah. Um, and they lost their son. Yeah. It'll be eight years ago today. Wow. Um, and I'm saying these things because when they're hit with our grief, because hmm. they get hit with our grief too. Yeah. So we've grieved this awful thing. We've lost four of our kids and that's intimidating to even people who have lost children. Yeah. Cause it's, it's four of them. And it, so it was all of them. Yeah. And so they're walking into the situation saying, Hey, I'm going to choose to love you mm -hmm. and I'm going to choose to be in your space. Mm -hmm. But do you, do you understand what that means? As soon as they choose to be in our space, that means they take on some of our grief. Yeah. And that means our grief brings back up yeah. their grief. Yeah. So pretty much the differences between the two people is that one is choosing to avoid it and the other is welcoming it. Yeah. Doesn't that sound awful? Like it sounds awful. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, they're welcoming grief as a friend. And I think I might've even seen that posted somewhere at some point, mm. but you're welcoming grief. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are meant to do life together. That's what God intended. Right. It, it's not, God didn't intend for us to avoid. Yeah. I mean, we said that in the last episode is to grow. And if you don't, if you don't face it head on and grow, but again, to choose, it's a choice. Right. And so, some people are choosing not to face it and others yeah. are saying, Hey, I'm going to walk with you no matter how much it hurts me. Yeah. You know, and, and these are just the people that have also faced grief. That's, that's well, face the loss of a child. That's right. what I'm, that's what I'm referring right, to right, 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 to right. be clear. Um, but there are others like yourself and, yeah. and, and Shane, our families since <laughs> like day one, um, we were just like, we're in it together. And we didn't realize what that meant. <laughs> we, we did not. To be very clear, we had no idea. Here, here's what I do want to say. We had no idea what we were going to have to walk. But I would walk it all again for you. And I would walk it again for you. Yeah. Because here, here's what's happening here. Is you're carrying some of our grief yeah. with the loss of our family. Yeah. But then because of those losses, other other things have happened. Yes, they have. That have fallen apart and caused you guys more grief. Yeah. Yes. And then we're walking with you through that. Yes, you are. As a matter of fact, that's why you're in our house right now. It is why I'm in your as house. As we're both crying. Yep. It's okay. The guys can call us saps later. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll cry too. No. Right. Welcome back to Wonderland. Yeah. Too. <laughs> Welcome back to Wonderland. And and yes. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade it or do it different. I, I, I believe this is the path that God had for us. And, and I really do believe that with my whole heart. And it's the path. I don't know if it's. It is the path we chose. Yeah. It is the path right. we chose because we chose to love and love you guys right where you are. And again, I do it again. And so would I. Yeah. Carlos and I talk all the time. It takes a lot for, for Carlos to be like, oh yeah, they're family. Yeah. Um, because he's, he was brought up as like, like blood is family. Right. <laughs> um, right. So, but he's like, but they're family. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening to this guys and you've been part of our journey and you've been surrounding us too, we absolutely love you guys as well. Yeah. Um, there's no way for us to give airtime no. to, to every, every person, person. Who, who has been so absolutely instrumental and loving in yeah. walking with both of our families through this awful yes. situation. Yes. Um, but, but the deal is like there, again, there's not enough enough ability and we haven't asked your permission. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I said my daughter's name last podcast and I went, so shoot. Did, so did Shane. It's okay. 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 It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we'll have to uh, talk to the teenagers. It happened. <laughs> yep. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, that definitely was wonderland because I don't yeah. even know where I am. A rabbit hole. Um, where are we? Okay. So anyway, two different things that we've noticed. So pretty much yeah. it comes down to a choice. Yeah. You know, are you going to choose to, to embrace somebody else's pain? Yeah. Um, or are you going to choose to walk away from it? Yeah, um, it's definitely a choice. Right. And, and I don't think, I think when we're grieving, I mean, it, you wrote on here, the only time we're grieving wrong is when we're not moving. Yeah. 
And, and I think that's important. I want to say it again. The only time we're grieving wrong is when we're not moving. And I even think when we talked about, hey, I, I've told my friends before, um, I have a friend who she really struggled with um, depression herself. And she, I called it getting in a pit. She would get in a pit. And I, I was like, hey, you know, I we acknowledge the pit. I think it's important to acknowledge the pit, but to not let her stay in the pit. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I go in and I'm, I'm toxically positive and pull her out of the pit immediately. No, you're not toxically positive to her, just to yourself. <laughs> just myself, <laughs> which we've recognized. Me too. And it's fine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, As you I say, know, it's I fine. do it. <laughs> it's like my thing and I have a problem. It's fine. Y'all know I have a problem. Oh, um, man. Okay. So, but to not stay in the pit. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, that doesn't mean I go and yank her out. It means we recognize where she is and I, I give her well, permission to be there. Right. Cause what we're saying is the only time we're grieving wrong is when we're not moving. I don't mean you have to physically be moving. Remember we said Job sat on an ash heap yeah. for a full week. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't mean we have to physically be moving. Yeah. It means choosing not to grieve. Right. Um, so doing it wrong means we're choosing not to grieve. Right. Um, and there are without even, acknowledging and without the, processing right. without, and there are yeah. even times where even that is the appropriate response. Yeah. So hear I know, me out here. I know. Um, again, we went to a baby shower, right? Yeah. And there were triggers for both of us at yep. that baby shower. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't about us then. Nope. Um, so here's what we do when we're in a situation where grief comes to us and a trigger comes to us. Yeah. We acknowledge it, yep. put it in the back of our mind for yep. a little bit, finish what we're doing to take care of people, right. but then it is absolutely imperative that the next time we're able, we sit down and we face that grief. Process it, yeah. We have to process it because if we don't, that is when we're not moving. Yeah. Because you bury that. And again, we're going to end up on a crowded highway shouting at people in, in and getting in, getting in accidents. Yep. Yeah. And we just made so many references to other podcasts that people will not understand <laughs> if they didn't listen to them. If you've not listened to Boundaries and the first grief, you might want to go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. So, um, but we can also not numb ourselves to feeling things yeah. and we can't not live. So yeah. I think that's pretty much what I mean, Russell that's what you did. Just said. Or not Russell, Carl. I think yeah. that's pretty much what Carl did. Like, wasn't he pretty much coming down the stairs in the morning and sitting and watching TV? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you talked about the baby shower and, and to me it was be present. I kept telling myself, be present here. Yeah. Be present, be present. And that's one of those perspective things that yeah. we learned too. Right? Yes. Yeah. And be present. And, and it wasn't again about us and about me personally. It wasn't about me. And so I'm like, okay, be present. Yep. Just be present. And I took pictures and videos and was present, you know, and, and to be able to get through it and, process later yep, yeah absolutely okay so but i wasn't i wasn't numb that's what i was trying to say yes that's where i was going is i wasn't i didn't numb and i didn't walk through it without being present yeah. i think that's important too because grief can be i've been in situations where i've been numb and people talk to me and i have no idea what they really said and now i know my hearing has problems go ahead gina you can talk about that but i said her name oops um but yeah my my hearing i i'm not that great at my hearing so she's gonna say yeah you're hearing because you can't hear jess um but no i've been what that must be why she does things like change vowels uh, no, that's just Texas. Um, because she was talking about <laughs> she was talking about healing Stop earlier, it. and it sounded like healing. It's healing. It's it's Texas he, thing. E A H E healing yeah. um <laughs> yep anyway go ahead <laughs> anyway so but, it, but i've walked in a, a situation like in a, at an event where i was numb mm -hmm. just completely numb and just going through the motions and not really paying attention to my surroundings because of grief yeah and i think i think too as i'm thinking about it yeah um we're rabbit trailing again it's okay but as i'm thinking about it part of that yeah is who you're surrounded with too, right? Yeah. Like I've walked into events where I have also had to be numb because yeah. there wasn't, there weren't enough people around yeah. who understood. There yeah. weren't enough people around to surround me with love. Yeah. But when we're walking into a situation like a baby shower with friends, many of whom know and love us, yeah. we can be there for each other. Yeah. And so you don't have to be numb. You can be present and still enjoy those things. And be yourself. And be even yourself. yourself. Even yourself, uh, your grieving self. Even your grieving self yeah. without having to process until later. Yeah. Yeah. 
don't know if any of that made sense. It makes sense to me. Okay. Okay. Um, so we talked about Psalm 23 last week and yeah. walking in the valley, not, not staying still. Yeah. Um, but like, what might those steps look like? We already talked about a few of those. Maybe it's it's processing later. Yeah. Um, there are things where it'll immediately hit us and we'll have to process it right away. Yes. And that happens and, and that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. Jinx. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but what, now we're going to ask, what did Job do to continue walking his valley? And we already said that the very first thing he did was he worshiped, right? Yeah. But then he was honest with God. Yeah. And when I say very honest, honest, he was very honest like, with God. Very. Like if any of you have ever been like, oh crap, I cursed in church. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um you would not want to read some of the things Job said. <laughs> oh, I have. Um, anyway, so um, Job chapter 7, verses 11 through 16 says this. And you guys have to hear this because this is only some of the honest things he said. Yeah. He said, so I won't keep quiet yeah. when I'm suffering greatly. I'll speak out. Yep. When my spirit is bitter, I'll tell you how unhappy I am. Mm -hmm. Am I the ocean? Am I the sea monster? If I'm not, why do you guard me so closely? Sometimes I think my bed will comfort me. I think my couch will keep me from being unhappy. But even then, you send me dreams that frighten me. Have you ever been there? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> grief becomes grief, yes. awful dreams. Yes. Anyway, you send me visions that terrify me. Yeah. All we want is relief, and we go to bed, and we have a nightmare. Yep. So I would rather choke to death. Yeah. Like, can we just end it now? That's yeah. what he's saying. That would be better than living in this body of mine. I hate my life. I don't want to live forever. Leave me alone. My days don't mean anything to me. Yeah. Guys, um, if I can explain to you that this is how I've been feeling probably since Christmas, pretty much. Yeah. Because um, my life kind of sucks. And I know I get to Kinda. do... I know we get to do some cool things. And so sometimes people are like, oh, look. And I'm like, yeah, that is pretty cool, isn't it? Like, you have to acknowledge it. But I have been so jealous that I didn't get Christmas. And I know I chose not to exchange gifts. But even had I done that, I would still not have had Christmas. Yeah. Not like it should have been. Not like it would have been. Yeah. And so I've been very much lately like, God, I kind of hate my life. Yeah. You know, like I, I wish you had chosen somebody else. That's how I've been feeling. And so I've been like thinking of like toddler tantrums. Yeah. Like foot stomping, like, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to. And that's kind of how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, but it's okay for me to feel that way. Yeah. And it's okay for me to tell God that I feel that way. Yeah. Cause he can handle his big shoulders. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's even bigger than okay that I tell God that he needs to hear it. Yeah. He already knows but me saying it to him acknowledges it for my own heart yeah. so that I can process it kind of like Job did. Job yeah. said all these things and then he asked God the questions and God never gave him a direct answer. Mm -mm. And I don't remember if I said that. Oh, it's down here in my notes. He never gave him a direct answer. Yeah. But he did say, Job, I'm huge. You can't understand the complex things that I understand. You're just going to have to trust me. Yeah. That's what God said. Yeah. Right. In short. And so, Job comes out of that as a man who knows that he can trust God no matter what. Yeah. He never learned the answers. Yeah. He won't ever learn the answers, but he understands that he can trust God. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And that happened because he's continuing to walk through it. Because he decided to keep going. Yeah. Okay, so are you familiar? We're still in January, right? Yeah. So we can totally talk about talk about Santa Claus a little bit. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Santa Claus is coming to down? The song? No. There's a there's like a cute little 30-minute movie. Maybe it's longer than that. I don't I, maybe I don't know. Oh no. So I used to love these, like along with like Frosty the Smo Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and they're like all the classic Christmas I movies. Those, yeah. Okay, so the other one's called Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Okay. And I used to watch them like sitting on my grandmother's lap when I was like a little girl. So it's a, a kind of cute memory. Um, but anyway, so the Winter Warlock in this movie, he had like frozen hair or something, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's like an awful awful, awful dude. Right. And yeah. he's like making things difficult for Chris. Yeah. Chris Kringle. Um, and he says, I have it written down here. 
he says, I really am mean at heart. It's too hard to change when Chris is like, you can change. Um, and then it sparks this song. Um, and I think I'm actually gonna, gonna sing just a tiny bit of it. Um, it says, put one foot in front of the other. So, and then it says like, um, soon you'll be walking across the floor and then put one foot in the, in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking out the door. Um, and one of the verses says, you will never get where you're going if you never get up on your feet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so put one foot in front of the other, right. And soon you'll be walking across the floor, put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking out the door. So I think this is so, um, it relates so much to what we're talking about because sometimes we don't know what step, what next step is the right next step. Yeah. You know, and we've talked a lot about how, Hey, he worshiped first and then he, you know, asked questions and he even told God how he was feeling. And all these things are steps, right? right? Little itty bitty steps. And sometimes you don't know what's next. And I think we even talked last episode that sometimes we, we need to be listening to God for him to tell us what's next. Right. Right. And for my control freak friends, what, um, (laughs) you're not a freak. (laughs) You're not going to always, again, like you said, know the next step. And even you've had, um, grief days where you don't know why yeah you don't know why i mean obviously you know why but you don't know what you're supposed to process right that at that point what triggered you to have that sad day what triggered you to be there um but you don't just sit in it you fight to find out why and you may not know why immediately but you keep just going and put one until until i figure out why put one foot in front of the other. I mean, uh, the other day, I, if you don't mind me sharing, cause I am, here we are. Um, <laughs> it, it, you had a day yeah. and, and then we, we were like, let's worship. And we worshiped and cried and it wasn't, you weren't able to get through it even through that. And yeah. so that's just the reality, but you kept putting one foot in front of the other fighting through that grief. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's actually on my notes too. Yeah. Um, that, you know, communicating, com- I just said that word totally weird. It's fine. Um, but communicating is important, yeah, right? Yeah, it's huge. So here's another thing that Job did, right? Mm-hmm. Job communicated. Yeah. His friends some, said some really out of line things. Yes. We've already said that. Yes. And he tells them, hey, by the way, what you said, it's out of line. Yeah. This is not true. Yeah. This is not what it is. Yeah. And actually, Job's friends are actually corrected by God later too, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is we have to learn how to tell people what it is that we need. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the steps in grief too. So when we don't know what we need, like the night that you're talking about, I yeah. didn't know what we need. You and you're like, hey, let's sing Raise a Hallelujah because I know it was your mom's or yeah. maybe Shane said that. I don't remember. Yeah. But either way, I was like, nope. Like, I don't need that right now. Yeah. I don't know what it is I need, yeah. but I don't need that right now. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I am very brash <laughs> and, but I know you guys love me enough to know that I'm not trying to be a jerk. Yeah. And, and yeah, and give him permission. We give you permission to be where you are and know that you love us and, and that you love, I mean, Carlos, I'm sure he can speak to this more in the really section, but yeah, just to know that you love and, yeah. and, and you're just communicating and like when I communicated wrong, you communicate maybe wrong a little bit, but, um, <laughs> but you're trying to get there, Yeah. but you're telling us what you need too within it. You're communicating, Hey, nope, I don't need that. Or you're like, Hey, I do need this. Right. And so yeah. here's what I'm hearing here. And I didn't even think about this until we're talking, Yeah. but it's communication and it's grace. Yeah. So here's the deal. Um, I'm communicating again, probably brashly cause I'm not okay. Yeah. Right. But you have grace for me to say, hey, I'm okay with her not being okay right now. I'm not yeah. going to get upset that she's you have permission being s- yeah. snarky or snappy or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Um, you give permission for me to be there. As a matter of fact, the one night, I, I, I don't even remember if it was this episode or the last episode that I said, hey, there was a night where I locked myself in my room yeah. because I was like, it's for everybody else's safety. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I just yeah. am not okay right now and I'm yeah. going to blow up and it's not going to be okay. Yeah. But I remember you texting me and saying, hey. I can handle that if you yeah. want to go somewhere. Yep. If you um, want to get in the car and if you want to get out, I can handle <laughs> whatever you're going to say to me. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that's amazing and awesome. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I said no was because we were too close to Christmas and Christmas was everywhere puking on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, me locking myself in my room was a way for me to, to protect, you know, your kids. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say my children. Um, and you guys, but more, yeah. more the kids. Yeah. And, and so this is how we've been able to do it together yeah. is because there's a combination of communication. Hey, I'm not okay. Yeah. Even if it's done not the right way, it's received in grace and lovingly responded to. Yeah. And when you suggest something like, you know, um, stop it. <laughs> like when you s- suggest escape rooms, yeah. I'm like, yeah. ha ha. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But even and that's ki- received in grace too. Yeah. And even the kids that they have grace for you as well. And, mm-hmm. and for Carlos, not just you for, Oh yeah. For and, all of us. Yeah. yeah. And I think the biggest thing is that and it goes both ways. PS, because yes. there are days where you guys are not. Okay. No weird, um, <laughs> but it goes back to we're choosing to walk through. Right. And we're not choosing to go around, which means it's going to be hard. Yep. It's not the easy way. Nope. But it's the way we ha- that God intended us. Yeah. And he it's the way he intended us for to walk. Because if we don't walk that way, we don't know how to love, we don't grow, we're not becoming who he wants us to be, we're avoiding. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of the things that we said last last episode apply. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Okay. So, um, but anyway, we're putting one foot in front of the other and one of those feet is, is communication and it's grace and it's learning what we need. It's experimenting. Hey, do I need this? Yeah. Hey, do I need that? Hey, do you need this? Do you need that? Um, it's thinking ahead, but not too far ahead. Yeah. Like, okay, there's going to be fire trucks at the fire station. Yeah. That we're having at the baby shower at the fire hall. Yeah. Like, hey, Marky, do this now. Yeah. So you don't have to do it later. Yeah. Um, but it's all of those things. All of those things are steps. Yeah. And then ask God your questions. Tell God how you're feeling. Do all of those things. Um, and those are all steps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because grief is work and you have to, you have to take a step and you have to work. Yeah. You have to decide to work. You have to decide to make the choice. <laughs> you just you have to decide to make the choice to feel. Yeah. That's really where the work lies. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is that brings us right into a step that actually I don't think we know enough about Job to know whether he did or not. And that's helping others. Yeah. Okay. So we just I said, can't imagine that he didn't though. I can't imagine that he didn't either. Yeah. Um, but what we just said is that we are choosing to feel right. Yeah. So if you're intertwining yourself with a person who is grieving, you are taking, you are choosing to take on some of their grief. We discussed that already. Right. 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 And so choosing to take on somebody's grief by helping somebody is actually going to help you too. Because again, every single time we choose to feel, yeah, we are going to help ourselves We're choosing to heal. Yes. Yeah. Every time we choose to feel, we choose to heal. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that was a high yeah. five. <laughs> that was a high five. Yeah. No, I hashtag. Yeah, everybody. I, I think that that we and need tag to the add that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, it's just the truth. If you're if you're choosing again, choosing to go around and choosing to avoid, that's a choice. Yep. And, and you're choosing not to heal. Yep. And you're choosing not to love the people that are around you. Yep. Um. Yeah. So every time we choose to feel, we, we choose, choose to, to heal. heal. And that means helping others is one of those choices. Yeah. So one of those steps forward, one foot in front of the other. Hey, if you see somebody who you can help, um, because maybe you've been through a little bit of it and they're they're just at the very beginning of the journey, then then help them. Yeah. And that is you'll not only help them, but you're gonna help yourself too. Yeah. Um, another another step you can take is is to create memories. Yeah. Right? So we can think about the memories that happened. Like I said, last podcast, like I wish I remembered more memories, but we can talk about those memories. Every time we say our, we, we talk about our good memories out loud, whether it's grief from the loss of a loved one or whether it's other grief. When we talk about the good memories, there's always good that comes out of everything that ended crappy too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so if we talk about those good things, then what we're doing is we're choosing to have those good memories and that helps us heal too. Yeah. And yes, that will bring us full circle to the crap, which we'll have to feel to heal. Yeah. Um, so then there's memorials, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, so if you have a significant date, if it's related to the start of a job yeah. or if it's related to the death of a child or the death of a parent or somebody's birthday that is no longer here. Yeah. If you see that date coming and you choose to do something in memory of yeah. them, yeah. then that is honoring them yeah and you'll feel which will help you heal yeah which there's a date coming 
Yes, there is. And on that day, I don't even know if I've told you this. I'm going to tell you on the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> we are, we've made a choice and we're going to um, go ice skating. Which date? February. I won't be here. I know. <laughs> okay. But we, that's why we're doing it. Oh, because you, you guys are doing here it. Okay. Because we wanted to do it. That's awesome. And I know you're not here to do it with us, but we wanted we're like, but what are we going to do? I'm glad that you guys have thought of that. Because they're they're and it's it's other people with us, but it, because they're who they were to us. Yeah. Um, and our grief and that is that because of those uh sneaker skating close is, to the end? It is. And so it, we wanted to we're going to try to find a natural place to go and it'll be February. So maybe there can be, but maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. But, but that's what we've decided to do. That is beautiful. And I'm so glad you guys decided that. to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know you won't be here. And I'm like, that's, I understand that's your decision, but we needed something for us. Yeah. 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 For anybody listening, there's actually an Umbrella Ministries conference that same weekend. Yeah. Um, and so Umbrella Ministries is for uh, moms who have lost kids. Yeah. Um, and so it just so happened that the couples conference falls on the actual anniversary date of the tragedy. And so it makes so much sense for us to not be here. Um, But it is going to be really hard to not be here with you guys. I, I, that's for us as well, which is why we decided we needed to do something and not sit around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And and to be somewhere. And so, yeah, we've been talking and that's what we're going to do. I love you guys. Love you. It's okay. We're going to cry again. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, so memorials, yeah. memories, yeah. Um, they're going ice skating because um, the month before the tragedy, um, the, it had been so cold yeah. that we sneaker skated on top of this like man-made pond at Cromer Lake yeah. um, because that's what we did. Yeah. And so that's a memory of, of the kids, of us. Yeah. Um, and so that's why they're doing them. I wear um, different colored running shoes yeah, to Jacobsburg. Yeah. I have one pair in each of the kids' favorite colors. Yeah. And so that's something that I do. Um, we've played their favorite games on some of their birthdays yeah. and we've honored them in other ways. And we're working at getting, we're working on getting a memorial bench for Jacobsburg. Yeah. All of these are things that will help us honor memories that we have yeah and we will feel the love and we will absolutely cry yeah but again every time we choose to feel we're choosing to heal yeah okay um so i think we actually did a lot of this i think we did (laughs) um the only other thing that i have to say is part of what helped carl to heal all the way back to the movie up part of what finally helped carl to heal is because he was choosing to love Russell. Yes, yeah, he else. was choosing to help somebody else. Yeah. And when he chose to help somebody who he could see was was suffering, he had to have had triggers. Yeah. Which means he was choosing to feel those things. He was finally choosing to let go of the darn TV remote. Yeah. I mean, kind of it was forced upon him, but it's fine. <laughs> um and to heal. Yeah. Okay. So I think we have to say it one more time. Ready? Yeah. Every time we choose to feel, we're choosing Choosing to to heal. heal. All right, guys. We love you all. Sending it over to the really. (laughs) Hey, everyone, and welcome to the really. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, welcome to the really segment of the show. Shane here with Carlos. We are ready to talk a little bit and rock it out, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they started the episode talking about up. Yes. And immediately when they started talking about it, you said the Lion, the Lion King. King. Yes. <laughs> yes. So talk, talk to me about the Lion King and what it means to you as far as, as grief goes. And, and it, I mean, it's, it's all about grief, right? You have uh, the scene. And this is a real brief overview, guys. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I don't care how old you are. Great um, movie. Yes. And I'm talking about the animated one, not the right. remade one. The live action yeah. one's horrible. Yeah. But um, the scene where uh, Simba's father yeah. passes, pretty much. Right. Um, you know, he, at that moment, he has an, he has an option, right? Yeah. Now, mind you, he's being chased by let's call them evil people. Right. <laughs> um, but he has a choice to either grieve and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to grieve. I'm going to do whatever. Or he can run away because right. people are chased or, you know, he's being chased by hyenas. Right. Um, he chose to run away. 
Yeah. Um, he ran away. He didn't face it. Um, he allowed, I'm going to use this term very loosely. He allowed fear to decide for him what to do. Right. And, you know, he runs off, meets up with Timon, Timon and Pumbaa. And they teach and him the Hakuna Matata. Matata you know, you don't know, there are no worries. Yeah. <laughs> and towards the end of all this, you know, at the at the same time, he's never forgotten his father. Right. But he's, he's never talking. also, he's also never dealt with his loss. Correct. And, it, and, and every time that, Timon and Pumba try to get into a deep conversation. Remember about the star, the right. bottles of gases, yeah. and and he starts going, "Well, you know, I was told that those are the kings of the past looking down." Yeah. And then Timon and Pumba kind of like start laughing, and he goes, "Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever, it's whatever," and he kind of drops it. So yes, he's he's given opportunities to grieve, mm -hmm. to tell his story, to tell his feelings, and because the ones around him don't know how to, right, he doesn't. Until yeah. who is the best character that I think Rafiki, Rafiki the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Rafiki. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when he comes back and uh, you know, and pretty much that scene where Rafiki comes, he follows Rafiki into, I don't even know where it is anymore. The pond but, and yeah. the reflecting pool or whatever it was. Yeah. And the part where he goes, you know, where he goes to Rafiki, like, I think you're crazy. I don't see anyone. It's just me. And Rafiki goes, he lies in you deeper. Yeah. yeah he lies, he in, lies you. in you. And then that whole scene after that is like, I, I start to cry because to me, even at a young age, I related it to, to our father, to God, right. you know, right. where all of a sudden you start to hear M M Mufasa's Mufasa. voice mm -hmm. come in and, you know, just saying, remember Say who remember. you are, yeah. you know, you are my son, the true King of whatever. And, uh, then, now he has the courage to run back all the way back yep. after years that he's avoided it and actually face the suffering in order to get mm -hmm. the inheritance. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me that's not biblical. It is. It you is. Know? I mean, there's a lot of scripture in that. Yeah. Uh, uh, now we wouldn't say, remember who, you, remember who's who you, you are. Yeah. Right. We would say that. Yes. <laughs> right. Who's you? Well, who you are, Matt, it's, it's, it's yeah. the same. Yeah. Same yeah, concept. Kind of. But anyway, it's, a beautiful analogy of, yeah. of uh, or illustration, I guess, of of the journey, uh, the journey of yeah. through grief and walking yeah. step by step, as yeah. the ladies were talking about today. Yeah. Um, you know, they they um, they were talking about uh, the the movie Up and the, and yeah. the dog and and the the we know we've had this little conversation this little bounce bouncing around thing going on with the rabbit holes oh yeah versus rabbit trails yeah. and we're like wait is it a rabbit hole or is it a rabbit trail okay yeah. alice we don't know what it is <laughs> um but but when you talk about the movie up the first thing that comes to my mind is the dog and squirrel yeah squirrel yeah. <laughs> so, so you could you could forget the trails yeah. altogether and just say squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, uh, that's so much fun though. Yeah. Uh, and listening to the ladies sometimes feels like, like that. Like, it like, does. Like they're talking and then all of a sudden squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but that's, but all good. that's fun. Yeah. What else you got, buddy? Um, well, I mean, the, everything they said was to me on point, um, you know, for the, for the, well, I kind of tuned in and out when they were talking about me and, and us and, yeah. oh, Carlos can say this in the really section. I'm like, wait, what, what did she say? Yeah. <laughs> So sorry to disappoint you guys, that's but funny. that's yeah. funny. Um, the the one thing that I think I got out of it, um, which I, I paused, you know, listening yeah, to them, yeah, yeah, was that uh, when they were talking about, you know, either choosing to walk through it or completely ignore it and just move on, right? Type thing. Um, the way I think of it is. Now, mind you, this is after months of processing and reading the Bible and everything. But the way that I, I see it now, it's your walk through it is you allowing God. Well, yeah, you're allowing God to kind of work through you so that he can get that glory yeah. through that suffering, through that weakness that you're going through. Yeah. And by you saying, no, I'm going to just ignore it. You're kind of telling God, like, look, I don't need you, man. Peace out. I'm going to do this my own way. Yeah, I, I, I love that idea, that thought, because um, I'm, I, I like Bill Johnson uh, from Bethel. Okay. Um, yeah. He, uh, the, he was the pastor of Bethel for many, many years. I started the ministry, um, but he, something he talked about when his father passed away, mm -hmm. and a lot, of, a lot of people watched him walk through the grief dealing with the loss of his father, okay. and, uh, and he said um, when. 
his father passed, his, his first reaction was to worship. Mm. Um, and he said he intention, he was very intentional about worshiping in that moment. And he said, because he did that, because he recognized in that moment that he had a gift to give the King that he could not give on the other side of earth. Wow. Once he gets to heaven, he can never give God worship through that pain again. Right. That there's there's That's no awesome, way to man. worship God yeah. through the pain on the other side because there is no pain anymore. Right. There is no loss. There's no grief. No gnashing of teeth like we were talking right. about before. Yeah. Uh, so so in recognizing in that moment that I can give God my worship through my pain. Yeah. That's what gives him glory. Exactly. And that's where that's where it's all about. That's where it's at, man. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, that's why we do this, yeah. uh, why we do life together. Yeah. I, I believe that was a beautiful way of, <laughs> of, uh, of saying it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I definitely agree. You know, um, when we did that Facebook thing just a couple of days after, you know, um, I was reading the comments through it and nobody said anything about, you know, me or anything, Yeah, which I was so grateful. <laughs> there was one comment where somebody said, Hey, somebody get that guy a tissue. <laughs> He's having a hard time, you know? And I didn't put, well, I, didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, right, guy, I didn't, I didn't, repli- <laughs> so I, I did not respond. I didn't post anything on it, but in my head, I'm going, of course I'm going to be crying. Yeah. You know, it's, I just lost. Right. Like one of my friends said, I just lost my entire family, my right. entire generation. Right. You know, the, my my future legacy is gone. Yeah, and, man. <laughs> you know, speaking of, I Marky talked about it a little bit the difference between the loss of a parent versus yeah. the loss of a child, and I, I, I just to bring it into into the the light, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was sitting here thinking about that, um, a parent lived a full life, exactly. And a child, every time you go to a wedding, mm-hmm. every time you see a grandparent with their grandchild, mm-hmm. you're going to remember and be, and it's going to come right back to mm-hmm. you because they didn't get to live those moments mm-hmm. that would have impacted you greatly. Yes, and that and that that right there is that's the reason you experience grief and it's a lifetime of experiencing these moments of grief and walking through them again, because you, you recognize that you're never going to be able to walk Catherine down the aisle. Um, and that your boys are are never going to have a wife and grandkids for you. And so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, to even take it less time, not that far, um, with the boys, I'm never going to teach them how to shave. Right. I yeah. never got that opportunity. Right. Graduations. You know, no graduations. Yeah. It's, you know, we got birthdays. Um, there's so much to the loss yeah. of a child that it just is beyond. Yeah. Like when you start to think about it, you really, you really piles yeah, up really fast. It it really, really piles does. up really fast. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, if, yeah, if you're out there and have dealt with that, yeah. you know, our hearts are with you. We yeah. love you. And, and, um, it's, and it's, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not easy. Surround yourself with people who love you. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, cause if you surround yourself with the, I hate saying the wrong people, but people who don't encourage or support you, um, or they think they're supporting you. And that's the other thing you gotta be very careful with is some people will, um, do things that they think is helpful. Mm hmm. And in reality, they're not. And this is where the girls say, like, this is where we show grace. Right. You know, because we know not everybody has walked through this. Or even if they did, it wasn't the same journey. It wasn't the same feelings. It wasn't the same experience, background. So you have to have that grace. But you also kind of have to know, okay, uh, thank you, but no, thank you. No, thank you. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like the escape room they were talking about. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, the, yeah. Je- Jessica had, had mentioned going to an escape room and when we were talking, I was like, bro, what would be even better? A rage room. That's right. Let's go to a rage <laughs> yeah. room. Someone <laughs> would be perfect. Just break right whatever now. you want, man. Yes. Just but, destroy it all. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and yeah. And, and as simple as that is, different perspective, right? Right. You right. know, that's and it's it still a, it's still a communal activity exactly. we can do together and 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 yeah, just and there will be no frustration. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's uh it's uh, it'd be fun. It'd yeah. be fun too. So. Yeah, it would be. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. But do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's it for me. I I love I, I do want to say this one thing. I love the what what their their little hash line at the end where they they said when you choose to feel you choose to to heal heal. and i i love that and it's so important and how they talked about how um how people who who refuse to walk through the grief Mm -hmm. don't 
won't ever really understand how to love someone through the grief, because if you haven't walked through it and you were, you and I were talking about that briefly a minute ago too, because when, when, uh, and you asked yourself the question, if it had been someone else, yeah. would we have behaved in the same manner as you guys did with us mm-hmm. in walking them through the grief? And I said, I, I mean, I like to think you would. Right. And you were like, well, now for sure we would, because we've seen it, we've right. walked through it. Right. And that's what you're, we're really talking about. When yeah. you walk through the grief, yeah. you, you learn how to walk through the grief. Right. And then you can help others Correct. learn how to walk through the grief. Yeah. Um, and that's what, what is, it kind of goes back to scripture mm-hmm. where the, the Bible says that Jesus said that we overcome by, by the love of the, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Right. And the word of our testimony, our overcoming and by the word of our testimony is literally our story, what we've been through, what we've walked through. Right. And when you walk through something, it gives you experience and knowledge and wisdom in that area. Right. And you can walk someone else through the same thing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, I think, it, I think, I don't know, I, people should really, I guess, understand that suffering, well, like Mark, you said, or or was it Jess? I can't really, I don't remember. But um, one of them said, you know, there's one thing that we know for sure, we're going to die. We don't right. know when, Jessica, where, or Yeah, how, Jess said that. Right? Yeah. But we should also know that you're going to have tribulation through that. You're going to suffer. You're going to have problems. You're going to have, you know, things that come up. It's not going to be perfect. Right. You know? So the number one symptom of life is death. Right. Number two symptom of life, problems. Right. Like, that's what it they're is going to happen it is and um the way uh when you were just saying can you remember what you were saying <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to get my thoughts together but um pr- pretty much you know it, it, it what it comes down to is uh how can you how can you help somebody if you couldn't even help yourself right you know what i mean you know if how can i come to you and say oh i'm here for you i you know let me help you but I don't even know how to, because I couldn't even help myself. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just, it's not possible. And then on top of that, if I chose to not feel anything and kind of just pushed it down, how am I going to come to you and relate to you? Like how awkward is it going to be if you're crying your eyes out, telling me all this information and I'm there like, okay, I think it's time for me to go. Right. right. You know, like it's, it's just not, you have to, you have to allow yourself to, to, to be to f- feel to be being in, in i think this is what jess said be in the moment be present mm-hmm. to feel yeah, you know yeah. um and that Choose goes with to any, feel so and, that, and that honestly goes with that's any good. emotion that's good to be honest with you including the bad ones it's just how you react to those bad emotions truth <laughs> is that you don't you know you have truth. to really think about but yeah you have to process though yeah you, you must you do, yeah so, so anyway yeah really really good yeah very good Really good. All right, let's. We didn't. We didn't go into any rabbit holes. No, we did not see any squirrels this time. That's right. <laughs> so let's let's send it right on back to the ladies, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to you. Okay, so they did an awesome job. Yeah, they did. Um, and I can't believe I didn't think about the Lion King because that one is oh, absolutely perfect. It was so good for this. Yeah. But I have to say something. Yeah, the absolute best line of the movie, Carlos missed. Yeah, and I think it it might even be the most applicable here too. Yeah, when he was talking about Rafiki and and. Simba looks in the water and sees Mufasa, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right around that time, Rafiki smacks Simba on the head, like smacks him. I remember that, stick. yeah, with his <laughs> stick with the with the fruit on the end of it. I remember the first time it happened when I like watching it, going, "What in the world? Why did he hit him? <laughs> what just happened?" <laughs> but here's the wisdom of Rafiki. Yeah, Simba says, "Ow, that hurt." Yeah, and Rafiki says, "Yes." The past can hurt, but you can either run from it or you can learn from it. And then he goes to smack Simba in the head with the stick again. And Simba ducks, grabs the stick and throws it. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's like a huge moment for for grief for what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, for grief and anything, really, any, any emotions, um, 
I mean, it's the theme of this podcast, isn't yeah. it? I feel like we need to like stick Rafiki in like <laughs> in the logo somewhere <laughs> in the logo somewhere uh, because that's true. I mean, you and I were just talking that song, "Make Room." Yeah. I will make room for you to do what you want to do. Yeah. If we close ourselves off from that, yeah, There's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to happen. There is no growth. It's done. Yeah, and you're not going to learn from it. You're going to run from it, and life is going to suck. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so good. Absolutely. So I just have to mention too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now we need to start talking about Scrat next episode. Because <laughs> he's a squirrel. <gasps> Shh. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Let's see who catches on. Okay. Okay. Maybe somebody will post a picture of Scrat. If they listen. All right. Join us next week when we kick religion out the door and we are actually going to have a conversation with uh, with Sean and Sam from Twin Pines Camp. Here on Raw. Raw.